0: Welcome to the Seat of Life Church Houston social media broadcast. I'm Pastor Ella Stelling. Happy Resurrection Sunday. We're coming to you live today to wish you a God-blessed Resurrection Sunday. And on behalf of my wife, Charlotte, and our children, J.D., Naomi, and the anointed people of Seed of Life Church Houston, we're wishing you a happy Easter today. Amen and amen. Let's get right into the broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer for the message, and we'll get started. Father God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you and we praise you, dear sir, for all that you're going to do for these, your people today. We are joyous and we are glad for Resurrection Sunday. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you did for us at Calvary's cross. And we just come to give you praise and glory to your name as we share your word with these, your people. I pray today, Father God, that you would think through my mind and speak through my lips and that your word would come forth unhindered and unchecked by any outside or opposing force. We give you praise in advance for all the signs, wonders and miracles of God that you're going to do for these, your people today in Jesus name. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles. Let's get started. Let's go right to it. We're talking about the promise of the resurrection and we're going to look at a few things. These things that we're talking about today are supernatural things. We got to know that uh, we didn't when we came into Jesus, we didn't just get a get out of hell free card, but it cost him a whole lot for us to be saved. We're going to look at those things. One of the things that we need to look at is the importance of understanding the doctrine of resurrection upon this doctrine is where all our Christian faith lies, because if this part of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not true or does not manifest, then we've all preached in vain. Paul said something about it. Let's look at it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, first Corinthians chapter 15. Let's go over there at verse number 14. Now, you know, in our church, we teach the Bible. Amen. And I believe that, you know, in order in this time that we live in, in order to have faith, faith begins where the will of God is known in order to know the will of God. You're going to have to know what his word says. Look what Paul said in first Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 14 concerning the promise of the resurrection. He said this talking about the importance of understanding the doctrine. He said this, if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is also vain. Yea, And we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not up. If so be that he, if the dead is not raised, For if the dead is is raised not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and you are yourselves in your sins. Amen. Understand something. Paul was saying that this was the central cornerstone of us believing in God. This gospel of resurrection from the dead is what sets the Christian faith apart from every other faith in the world. If this part of the gospel is not the truth, then every other part of it means nothing. And I'm telling you, he did raise Christ from the dead. I'm telling you, it is the truth. And you need to have that as a part of your public witness for Christ that you understand the doctrine of resurrection, understand that. And it's written in the Bible. Let's go there. Let's go to John chapter 20. You know, Jesus had already been crucified. Amen. And they had already put him in the tomb. And over there in John chapter 20, and I'm going to paraphrase and summarize for you for, for the sake of time that uh, Mary and her sister, they went down a to the tomb to, to find Jesus. Glory to God, to, to, to minister to his to his tomb and, and to bring fragrance and, and all so that they could anoint his body. Amen. But look what happened on the way there. Praise God. Something miraculous happened. Amen. Glory to God. And in John chapter 20. Look at, uh, look at around, praise God, verse uh, number 11, John 20, verse 11. The Bible said, but Mary stood without the subsequent weeping. And as she wept, because she was you know, wanting to know what they did with Jesus' body, as she wept, she stooped down and looked inside the subsequent. And she see two angels in white, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto a woman, why weepest thou? And she said unto them, because they've taken away my Lord. And I know not where they have laid him. And when a man, and when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus said unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener said unto him, sir. If thou hast bore him, hence tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto him, Roabite, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I have ascended unto my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Praise God, Jesus was standing alive again after he had suffered, after he was cut in his side, after they beat his body to a pulp, after they put the crown of thorns on his head and nailed him to the cross and it had been taken down and put in his in this tomb, Jesus Christ was alive again, just like he said. Let me tell you something, he's alive right now. The Bible says Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, Hebrews 13, verse 8. But you need to know something. You need to know that the reality of your redemption is true and that there is going to come a time when you will stand before the Lord in your glorified body because of what Jesus did and what he purchased by his blood for you. Praise God. Amen and amen. I said it's a glorified body when you talk about resurrection, you're talking about the glorified state that Christ died for you to have. Look at first Corinthians. When you die, your spirit is going to depart to a place called paradise. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord until the further clothing of your glorified body. Cause you got to have your body because you're a triune being and you're going to have to stand before God. Amen. Just like Jesus. Amen. Glory to God in a glorified state. Look at first Corinthians 15. Look at verse number 35. The Bible says this, but some men will say, how are the dead raised up, and with what body do they come? Paul answered and said this, thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bare grain, it may ch- it may chance of wheat or of some other grain. Verse 38, but God gave it a body as it had pleased him and to every seed, his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there's one kind of flesh of men and another flesh of beasts and another of fishes and another of, of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies of, bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars and one star different from another. Here's what he wanted you to see. Look at verse number 50, 51. This is what Paul said. He said, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye and at the last trump for the trump shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and shall be changed. There is coming a time because of the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus, who was the firstborn from the dead, that your body is going to be changed. Your body is going to take on a glorified state. Never ever, ever being able to die again. Never ever being able to be sick again. Never ever to be able to be limited to the natural realm. Ever again, you will be in a glorified state. Amen. But that will come at the translation of our bodies at the rapture of the church and the resurrection of the dead. A lot of believers are not aware that that is a doctrine in the Bible. This book is a supernatural book. The Bible is 66 books of supernatural word seed until the degree, until the degree that you understand it, it will manifest in your life. A lot of people, if you talk to them, you'll see that the resurrection from the dead separates us from all other world religions. It separates us from Buddhism. It separates us from Mormonism. It separates us from every other occultic religion. It separates us from Islam. I'm telling you, Mormonism, it separates us from every other non-Christian religion. Glory to God. Because we believe in the resurrection of the dead according to the scripture. And if it's not according to this right here, it's not from God. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Look at verse number one. You've got to believe in the doctrine of the resurrection. If you're going to be born again, glory to God. You didn't get saved just to, uh, you know, just go out into eternity somewhere and float around in, in, the, in the spirit realm. You got saved for the purpose of receiving a glorified body so you can live forever with Jesus before your father in heaven. Here's the doctrine of the resurrection. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse one. He said, Melvin, brethren, I declare unto you that the, the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and were and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unless uh, preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also receive how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. See, it was according to the scriptures. And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Amen. It is according to the scriptures that we believe in the, right, the resurrection of the dead and the doctrine of the resurrection. And that's the only way for us to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Now, there's coming a time, saints. You got to believe this now. I'm giving you supernatural truth that. There's a time soon coming where there is a generation of believers who shall be present at the coming of the Lord. That's right. And they will only experience a momentary moment of death by the Bible says you'll be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye because the Bible says there's a appointed time for everybody to die and then the judgment, but it didn't say you had to die before your time. I believe that we are that generation. I believe that we are the harvesting generation that will see the coming of the Lord. And that we will experience the rapture of the church. You say, well, Pastor Stella, I never heard of the rapture of the church. Welcome to the club. I had been saved for about 15 years. And I'd never heard about the rapture of the church because I was in the traditional churches and they didn't preach on eschatology and the study of last things. But at our church, we preach on those things. And if you turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 18, we'll look at it. Because that's the process of you receiving the consummation of your salvation. Amen. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we're talking about Resurrection Sunday now. See, you've been resurrected to the newness of life, and there's a truth involved in this that you have to understand. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number. let's look at verse number 13. The Bible says this, Paul wrote, and he said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as, as others which have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we do, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or go before them which are asleep for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Praise God. Those people, amen, will leave out of heaven with Jesus. Jesus is going to stop in the clouds and their spirits are going to go down into those graves, those mausoleums, those, those urns and anywhere else they're buried. Glory to God and resurrect their bodies. Look what he says. It says this, hallelujah. it he said, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then, after that, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we always be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Now you say, well, Pastor Stelly, that's the coming of the Lord. No, that's the rapture of the church, the coming of the Lord. We come back with him. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. Let's look at that. We might as well look at it. It's resurrection Sunday. You need to know what you believe. This is what you believe. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, this is the doctrine of the resurrection that I'm talking to you about. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, here it is. The Bible says, and I saw heaven open and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and in righteousness. He do it. Judge and make war. His eyes were a flame of fire on his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no man knew, but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. That's Jesus. Amen. Now look who's coming with him. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. That's us. Glory to God. Amen. I'm telling you, saints, on this Resurrection Sunday, I'm asking you to find out what is yours in the Bible so that you can be prepared for what's coming on the earth. I'm looking forward to the day where my body is changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye at the at the shout of God and at the rapture of the church. And I'm looking forward to meeting again all my loved ones who are presently sleeping in paradise, waiting for the for the clothing of their glorified body. This is, a, this, is a, this is a truth, saints, that's all in the Bible. And we need to understand this truth because God would not have us to be ignorant. Amen. God would not have us, glory to God, praise God, not to know these truths concerning, amen, the resurrection of the dead. It is what separates us uh, from every other false religion in the earth. The truth about the true and living God, it separates us from Buddhism, Islam, and Satanism. It makes the little gods of the occultic world uh, uh, and the false religions, amen, tremble in their boots because we have the truth that we serve a risen Savior and we will take on the same body that He has at the rapture of the church and the resurrection of the dead. Well, that's all I have for you today on this Resurrection Sunday. I want you to, amen, meditate upon the things that you've heard today. Meditate on the things that we've talked about in this short Bible teaching concerning the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead, and you'll understand the hope of glory. You'll understand that your salvation is redeemable on a moment's notice, no matter where you are. Glory to God. Praise God. Until next week, I'm Pastor Ellis Stelly, And on behalf of my family and the people of Cedar Life Church Houston, we want to wish you a God-blessed Resurrection Sunday. And we pray that you'll get into the Word of God and find out what Jesus Christ died for you to have according to the Word of God. In Jesus' name, see you next week.